Hello, welcome back to my podcast. And uh, this episode I'll be talking about rape. Like, rape culture is allowed to continue when we buy into ideas of masculinity that see violence and dominance as strong and male, and when women and girls are less valued. It's also underpinned by victim blaming and attitude that suggests a victim rather than the perpetrator bears responsibility for an assault. Uh, when you are with your friends, when you discuss about cases of sexual violence, a victim's sobriety, clothes, and sexuality are irrelevant. Instead, counter the idea that men and boys must obtain power through violence and question the notion of sex as an entitlement. It's not always easy to know what to say when someone tells you they have been sexually assaulted, especially if they are a friend or family member. For a survivor, disclosing to someone they care about can be very difficult. So we encourage you like, to be so, as supportive and non-judgmental as possible. Sometimes support means providing resources such as how to reach the National Sexual Assault Hotline, seek medical attention, or report the crime to the police. But often listening is the best way to support a survivor. As I've always told my friend, if you're in such a situation, the first instance of healing is speaking about what you're going through. Like, you tell that person, I believe you. It took a lot of courage to tell me about this. It can be extremely difficult for survivors to come forward and share their story. They may feel ashamed, concerned that they won't be believed or worried they'll be blamed. Leave any why questions or investigations to the experts. Your job is to support this person. Be careful not to interpret calmness as a sign that the event did not occur. Everyone responds to traumatic events differently. The best thing you can do is to believe them. That's all that's all they always need to know. That's what they always want to listen, to hear from you. Tell them it's not your fault. You didn't do anything to deserve this. Survivors may blame themselves, especially if they know the perpetrator personally. Remind the survivor maybe even more than once that they are not to be blamed. Tell them you are not alone. I care about you and I'm here to listen or help in any way I can. Let the survivor know that you are there for them and willing to listen to their story if they are comfortable sharing it. Assess if there are people in their life they feel comfortable going to and remind them that there are service providers who will be able to support them as they heal from the experience. Tell that person. I am sorry this happened. This shouldn't have happened to you. Acknowledge that the experience has affected their life. Give them phrases like this must really be tough for you. I am so glad you are sharing this with me. Help to communicate empathy. I don't remember being taught about consent at school. Other no means no. What I do remember is being told not to walk home on my own or I'll risk being raped by a stranger in a dark alley. I never reported what happened to anyone in authority. Who would believe me if I did? The process of the process for sexual assault can take ages. How would my studies be affected by a serious criminal investigation and trial? The likelihood of bumping into my perpetrator wouldn't reduce over that time. So would I even be safe? There will be also be the embarrassment and fear of being shamed and the added doubt that our mutual friends might not even believe me and accuse me of ruining some, someone's life. So I told no one. I saw him all the time and forced myself to pretend that it didn't happen, like it was nothing. But every now and then there would be glimpses to remind me of what happened. Moments where he would stand a little too close or persistently message me late at night. And I'm not alone. What's shocking is how many other stories there are like mine.
As a student, I searched for a long time for a way to bring this issue of sexual assault and harassment into the spotlight, but like me, no one was so comfortable enough to speak out publicly. After reading an article about two incredibly brave rape survivors in India who maintained their anonymity like uh, by using social media, Snapchat suddenly seemed like the perfect fit. It's an innovative and modern platform that millennials are familiar with. The app's facial and voice disguising like software allows each participant to disguise their identity to the level they are comfortable with, while capturing their raw emotion and strength. I've now heard countless stories of sexual violence from brave students, each of which has been incredibly powerful and impossible for, to forge. Beneath the filters, you can see the deep and long-lasting effects that these assaults have had on survivors. Part of the problem is that people don't recognize sexual assault and harassment when it happens, because it happens so much. I've listened to women almost casually open up to experiences of waking up in the night to someone having sex with them, while they have been unconscious, and then go on to rationalize their rapist actions, truly believing it was their fault for going home with that boy or for drinking too much. The sad reality is that many most I mean the sad reality is that the most students I listen to though revolve sexual assault the same theme emerge students like me suffering in silence many students like me suffer in silence blaming themselves and having their students here spoiled because of sexual violence and the lack of support available from universities and colleges but there is very little data available Universities and colleges themselves record very low numbers of sexual assault and harassment. That's why it's easy to dismiss these statistics, because the sample was self-selected and depended on individuals choosing to answer. But behind the number, there are young people with real stories to tell. Since I first wrote about my own experience, trolls have criticized my story. Victim blamed me, called me an attention seeker, a liar, and a slut devolved my feelings, belittled my campaign and accused me of ruining my attacker's life. Though I have never named my attacker. But I have already done these things to myself. Thousands of young people like me have done them have done them to themselves. And this is why a change in culture is so important. I've had the pleasure of meeting some of the strongest, most amazing people. I mean, you, of their decision to trust me with their stories. It's thanks to them that I have come to terms with what happened to me. Believe them if they tell you that it happened. Help them come out of it. Sometimes just giving them an ear, listening to them helps. It helps a lot. Don't bash them. Don't reject them. Allow them feel like they are loved, they are wanted. Make a home for them. That's what they need. An ear. Because speaking about what happened is the first step of healing. And that's what they always want to do. Just help them heal. After being raged, you're supposed to help them unleash.